Okay, so we are in week two of this series, which is called Why the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, we already know how, and so we're talking about the why. Last week we talked about stress, and we talked about the fact that um, one of the things that can cause stress for you guys is that a lot of people treat your stress like it's not legitimate. Like they're like, oh, you're just a kid. Wait till you're an adult. Wait till you have these bills. Wait till you have this job. Wait till you have this, this, this. But stress of any kind, like that causes you stress, it causes you stress, and that's legit. And so we talked about that. We talked about the fact uh, that not only carrying your own stress, but carrying the stress of your family, of your friends, of the world can be hard too. And how important it is to talk about it, how important it is to have people that you share, uh, how important it is to pray about it, how important it is to, to write it, how, whatever it is, but not to just bottle it up. Because the more you bottle it up, eventually that's going to come out. Uh, a lot of times it comes out in anger, sometimes it comes out in depression, sometimes it comes out in murder, sometimes it comes out in other things. But it's if you just keep bottling it up, it's going to come out at some point, so you have to uh, have people in your life that will listen. Uh, and then a big part of that, like I said, is prayer. And, and and we have a lot of weird things that we think about prayer. Some people tell you about prayer. Really, it's just talking to Jesus. And it's telling him what's going on. And so it's honestly more for you than him because he already knows it. But putting it into words, putting it uh, out there helps you to deal with it. But a lot of times we're taught to pretend that nothing bothers us, to pretend that we don't have stress, and to just kind of set it aside, go on to the next thing, pick up something else, and then eventually, I promise you, eventually that comes out. So make sure to deal with that. This week, we're going to talk about loneliness. Uh, and so I created a title that has never been used before called Home Alone. And um, I'm going to read from Psalm chapter 25, verses 16 through 22. Uh, this is David writing. Turn to me and have mercy, for I am alone and in deep distress. My problems go from bad to worse. Oh, save me from them all. Feel my pain and see my trouble. Forgive all my sins. See how many enemies I have and how viciously they hate me. Protect me. Rescue my life from them. Do not let me be disgraced, for in you I take refuge. May integrity and honesty protect me, for I put my hope in you. So this is David talking. Uh, David, in his life, dealt with a lot of periods of loneliness. So basically, around the time he wrote this, uh, he was on the run for his life, and he was very scared. And uh, Saul, the king, was out to kill him because David had done the right thing. So sometimes people are out to get you because you did the right thing. But David did the right thing. Uh, he killed the giant. He uh, All he did was kind of do what he was supposed to do, uh, be who he was supposed to be. And yet Saul hated him because he was popular. Saul hated him because he was different. Saul hated him for whatever reason because he was going to be king. And so David is out on the run. So he's literally alone a lot of the time. Sometimes he had uh, soldiers with him, but a lot of the time he's literally alone. Uh, he had friends, he had family, but he couldn't be with them. And so he's talking about it from this perspective. And in his loneliness, uh, he started to think more about what's going on. So one of the things that happens is when you're alone uh, a lot, when you're alone, period, your mind starts to work. And sometimes it's in bed, and sometimes it's when you wake up, and sometimes it's during a test. Sometimes you can feel that even when people are around. And so your mind starts to work, and it starts to think of all of the bad, because all of us even if you're kind of optimistic, uh, if you're not feeling great and you're feeling kind of lonely, then you start to think negatively. And so David here is thinking about all the bad that he's talking, he's facing. He's talking about the trouble. He thinks that everybody hates him. Now, a lot of people hated him at this time, but not everybody. But a lot of times we say that. We say, everybody hates me. Uh, a lot of times we, we hate ourselves. A lot of times we deal with all of these things. And it's very hard because, again, once something goes wrong, while we're alone, for example, then it's just like a snowball going down a hill, and it starts to pick up and build, and so more and more stuff, and more and more stuff. And that is something that can especially happen around this time of year. So uh, I know that not 
everybody here loves school more than anything, but at least with school, like you're doing something. So you're occupied uh, or working or sports, like you have stuff going on. But sometimes during Christmas break, sometimes when you're an adult during the holidays, sometimes when you're a teen, a kid during the holidays, uh, Everything kind of slows down. And so it's really awesome for a couple days. And like you're sleeping and you, you get to sleep in. You get to rest. You get to do some fun stuff. You get to play a lot of video games. You get to watch movies. You get to hang out with people. But then there are always times where you're a little more alone than you were. Or there's a little slower. Or nothing else is going on. And so you start to really feel that. And you maybe start to think things that you hadn't before. And you're like, man, this really sucks. Man, am I doing what I could do? What am I going to do with my life? What am I doing right now? Uh, should I have more friends? Why don't I have more friends? Why don't I have less friends? Uh, whatever it is that you're thinking, like that can go on. What do people really think of me? Uh, if you feel bad about yourself that day, then you start to really feel like other people are against you. And all of that pours into the loneliness like is happening with David here. Uh, and, and so with David, it's because of this big exterior thing that's going on and everything else is crashing down with that. Uh, obviously with his life on the line, this is a big deal. But with us, sometimes it can be you did worse than you thought you would on a test or uh, a friend um, said something mean about you or turned away from you or, or you lost a relationship or you lost a job or uh, something in family, like something happened. Uh, you, you had a younger sibling, something like that, like something bad happened uh, in your family. And it, it kind of starts to crash. And at first, and this goes back to stress a little bit, at first you're kind of hanging okay. And you're like, okay, this sucks and, and it hurts, but I'm going to be able to deal with this. Or you pretend you're going to be able to deal with this. But then the more kind of alone time you have, the harder it is. And you start to really think about it. And it starts to really poke at you. Uh, I know for me, a lot of the times when I try to sleep at night, every time, every single night, when I try to sleep at night, like I lay there and everything that's ever I've ever done wrong, everything I've ever... Uh, been embarrassed of everything that I've, I've ever hated about myself like it comes back and I think it and, and it just pours through my mind over and over and over again and then if something else happens then man that that just hits it and it adds to it and if I'm already carrying it and then something else and then something else and, and then it just keeps dragging you down and you feel more and more alone uh, one of the things that can happen so this is going to be a stunning revelation that none of you have ever heard before but People are different. And so by that, I mean, with some people, uh, they kind of never are truly alone. And so that by that, I mean, they're very personable and very extroverted. And so they can make friends uh, like they can walk into a crowded room of nobody they know and come out with like three, four, five friends because they just they feel comfort there. Now, that doesn't mean they never deal with loneliness. It doesn't mean they never deal with problems because they do. But at least on the surface, it's like, well, they can at least make new friends or they really have that. Some people, though, are more on the other side, more introverted, more uh, struggling with being around people. And sometimes they can feel alone even in a crowd of people. Uh, this is something that I struggle with. I've talked about a lot with depression, anxiety and things like that. So honestly, sometimes the more people that are around, the more alone I feel. And then when I'm alone, I also feel alone. And so it can be very difficult. Uh, and with that, again, it comes with, you start to think of all the negatives. And like David here, he's just kind of listing out. And so you start to think, well, I'm not as tall as I'd like to be. Uh, I'm not making the grades that I'd like. I don't have the right friends. I don't have the right job. I don't have the right school. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do, et cetera, et cetera. Like, we all list these things. And then, again, because of your age somewhat, people just kind of like, yeah, again, you're just kids. Like, grow up, or you don't have to worry about that. But it still sucks, and it hurts. And when people say that, that kind of adds to the loneliness, and it adds to uh, the, the, the hurt. Um, one of the things that I've said to you guys a lot is at your age, and you know, all the way through, like, 20s, kind of, uh, half the people in your life tell you, you know what, 
when you're grown up, you'll understand this, or when you're a little bit older, you'll understand this, so you don't really have an opinion yet, your, your life doesn't really matter yet, and then half the people are like, you need to act more mature, like, you need to care about this, you need, and they, like, Sometimes it's the same person on different days, and so it's very confusing. But again, that adds to loneliness because you kind of feel like, you know, nobody understands you. You kind of feel like you're alone. Uh, in the age of social media, like, this is really added to it. And there's a lot of studies about, like, increases of depression and increases of anxiety with social media. And part of that is... Uh, you never turn it off. Like, people always have phones in their hand. Uh, like, exhibit A over there. Like, people always have phones in their hand, and they're always looking up to see what somebody else is doing, and they can never really find out who they are. They can never really figure out who they are. Uh, they're almost scared to be away from it, not because of, like, an addiction or anything, but just because it's like, then they have to kind of focus on being alone. And, and so it can be really hard. But another thing is, people post on social media the highlights of their life. Like, very few people post, like, the average day. Like, it would kind of suck if you, like, if Caden wakes up and this is his social media, he's like, well, you know, I had a waffle, it was kind of half-cooked, it was okay, and then he's like, I went to school, nothing happened. Like, it's kind of, nobody's going to care after a certain amount of point. Like, you know, Caden and his two million followers, they'd still like it, but but it would be kind of, you know, average. But if you post, like, man, I went to vacation, and, and this was amazing, and it's like one out of seven days that was amazing, but that's what you post. And so we see that, and even though we all know that, it still kind of drags down, and so you're like, man, their life's so much better than mine. And we start to compare ourselves, and there's a saying that comparison is the thief of joy. And again, all of these things go together uh, with loneliness. Um, I would imagine a lot of people struggle with loneliness that don't realize they struggle with loneliness, maybe because they do have a lot of friends, maybe because they do talk to a lot of people. But it's about more than just talking to people. It's about more than just being around people. It's about kind of figuring out who you are and being comfortable with that and then dealing with those feelings and dealing with those problems and dealing with those issues. And even though if you read, there's a way to read what David wrote as kind of whiny. Uh, there's a way to read it as, man, he's just focusing on the negative. And there will be, be, there will be people in your life who'd say, just smile and focus on the positive. And that's sucky advice. Uh, but uh, So there are people probably that would say that to David. But again, and this is going to be key with each of these weeks, he's getting it out. Like he's talking about it. Um, there are, so whether, well, no matter who you are, uh, we kind of are trained to keep our problems to ourselves. And we're kind of like, if we admit that we feel alone, if we admit that we feel stressed, then people are going to think less of me. Or they're going to blame themselves. Uh, or they're going to be like, oh, or, and this one could be worse, it's like, oh man, if I tell them that I feel lonely, they're going to never leave my house, and they're just going to be there all the time. And that's, you know, worse in some ways. And so uh, it, it can be these things that we have, and so we're kind of scared sometimes to talk about it, and we're kind of scared sometimes to admit it to ourselves. But this goes back to being willing to have someone that you can talk to. And it can be a parent if you have that kind of relationship with them. I hope that you do. It can be a family member. It can be a friend. It can be a youth worker. Uh, it can be uh, me. It can be... Other people, it can be um, somebody like a friend, a close friend, somebody that will understand, somebody that will not just try to offer advice, but that will listen, because sometimes that's what we need. Um, when it goes farther, like let's say you get, like, so uh, the holidays actually are some of the more depressing times of the year for some people. For some people, it's amazing, and they start decorating for Christmas the day after Halloween, and they're so excited, and every day of December is Christmas, and every day of November is Christmas, and every day of January is valentine's day or something and so and then you know in march they decorate for next christmas and so those people are so excited now that again this does not mean that they don't have issues or struggles because they do but it really uh 
is kind of where they shine this time of year. Um, for others, it's not even that you don't like the holiday or don't celebrate it. Sometimes it's just you see everyone else happy and you feel like, why am I not like that? You see everyone else in a couple or with a family and it's like, why don't I have that? You see everyone else with the life. Again, this goes back to comparison and social media. And again, it, it makes you feel alone. It makes you feel um, lonely and, and it can be hard. And so that's why it's so important to have people that will listen, people that will understand. I want to go to Psalm 68, 5 through 6. Uh, Father to the fatherless, defender of widows, this is God whose dwelling is holy. God places the lonely in families. He sets the prisoners free and gives them joy. But he makes the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. So what this does not say is that if you are lonely, then you pray, then boom, you're going to have a million people and you're going to get married and have kids and all this stuff. Because uh, that's not how life always works out. What it says is you are never truly alone. You may feel alone. And that's okay. But you have someone who will listen. And you have someone who you can go to. And you have someone who will help you. And you are a part of a family. And so uh, there is a quote that I like a lot that is family doesn't end in blood. And so that basically means uh, that, that we are born into a family. For some of us, it's different. Some of us, single parent households. Some of us, you don't know our parents. Some of us, we have, you know, the, the typical mom, dad, half a brother, etc. And so uh, some of us have different sizes of family. Some of us have huge families. Some of us have small families. Some of us don't have families necessarily, however it works out. But you kind of, in a way, as you grow, can choose your family. Uh, and so you can have people that, that you love like a family, and you can have people that you share with like a family. And that's what this is saying. It's like, it's okay and it's important to feel grief over what you don't have and what you lost. But also, when you feel that, try to also look at what you can have, what you do have. Uh, one of the things that I often say in counseling uh, to people is if your mind jumps to the worst case scenario, and this fits with a lot of things, force yourself to also look at a best case scenario and a couple of other normal scenarios. So again, if you struggle with something like loneliness or stress and your mind just keeps going to that, it's not saying ignore that, don't ignore that because you have to deal with that and it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to not be happy all the time. In fact, if you're happy all the time, that's possibly an insanity problem. But uh, also when you're doing that, force yourself, and this is where you have to really work at it, force yourself to be like, okay, what do I have that's good in my life? Like, what is there? And I know that for me and probably some of you, you can run the risk of just turning it into kind of a pity party where it's like, well, nothing good. And like, I'm saying literally stop yourself there and force yourself to list some good things, list some things that are helpful, list some things that are positive. Again, this is not to erase the negative. It's not to say, okay, I'm never going to have to think about that again. It's to make yourself realize, okay, wait, so I'm okay. I may be really depressed or I may be not great or things may be bad, but at least it's not all this or at least it's not all that. And so all of this is part of, again, like I said, prayer. Uh, that is obviously a religious thing. It's obviously something we talk about in churches, but it's also just a way to talk about stuff that's going on with you. And that helps you to be able to also talk to other people and be able to, if you need it, get counseling and to be able uh, to, to just continue looking at these things. For some people, um, you just want to kind of write a journal and that's okay. If you want to keep a diary, keep a journal. But the important thing is to understand that no matter how lonely you feel, it's okay to feel that way. But also, you are not unloved because you are very loved and you are very 
enough and you are very special and you are very worth it and these are all things that we may not think all the time but they're all very true and just by being in this world you're making it better and so that's something we can kind of look at i know for me one of the things that i try to do to deal with some of these things is try to help other people not feel that way um so if i'm really struggling with something i try to help somebody else not struggle with that or, or at least deal with that and so that helps me it doesn't necessarily solve my problems but it helps me by helping them and so that can be something we do um, sometimes, honestly, all of this starts again with prayer, talking. These things are important. Sometimes, honestly, it's good to just kind of distract yourself, like get a video game, get something like a movie where you're just like taking some time away and, and you're, you're there in that entertainment, in that thing where you're kind of there. Uh, you know, have some friends you can hang out with if you want to do that. Uh, again, talk to your family, watch sports, something like something where you can kind of have some time where it's not just everything pressing down on you. So this series is about a lot of this stuff. And I know that it's not the most holiday-y series in the world, but this time of year, uh, the people that struggle, and I know that in this room, just statistically, there are some that do, uh, kind of get ignored because it's very much like, hey, you got to listen to Mariah Carey and you've got to see this Christmas tree and you've got to do this and you've got to do that and you got to celebrate this way. And it can be very hard because again, you can feel very alone. And so that's okay. It's okay to feel that way, but don't let yourself just get stuck there. Don't let yourself stop there. And then also be willing to listen. If somebody comes to you to talk about this stuff, be willing to listen. You don't have to solve their problems any more than they have to solve yours, but sometimes just being willing to listen, being willing to, to talk, being willing to talk about something that's not even related. All of these things are good. But again, and again, this is the point, the, you are not alone. And a lot of people, etc. But but God loves you so much that he sent his son. And we know this story. We know what happened. But he loves you. No matter what you do, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, like that will never be separated from you. No matter what you think, that will never be separated from you. And so just do your best to feel that. Do your best to show that. Do your best to help others with that. And then to accept help when you need it. And that's all I got.